0: Bring out the mariachi bands. It's time to race in Mexico. Questions on the new Mercedes suspension arise. A new point spread for the sprint races may be in the pipeline. And will the track and Jetta be ready in time for the Grand Prix? Arriba! Let's jump the start.
1: what's up everybody welcome in jump to start racing podcast i'm here with one of my closest friends Yes, he say hello
0: the showdown
1: the showdown hi it'll be an argument back and forth yeah <laughs> actually we're we're joined from the great beyond ruben say hello <laughs> what's going on guys the great beyond wow the great beyond the voice the voice with no body attached.
0: The, the local doll. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Ruben unfortunately could not be here today. He's at uh, a greater. He has a greater calling. No, he he, he, he did he, not pass away. He's
0: yeah. <laughs> he's he, <laughs> he's, uh, he's joining us from the metaverse. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the metaverse.
1: Didn't you the new Facebook? Thing? The new Facebook. Come dude. on, come
0: on, dude. Come oh, on, my bad. <laughs> oh, Meta,
1: boo. All right, so. Guys, on today's episode we'll be talking about the upcoming Mexican Grand Prix and of course that takes us through the trivia, we'll talk about the history. We'll also talk about some news on on social media. You've seen the the pictures of Jeddah, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix potentially not ready in time and we'll also talk about some new issues, potential issues with the Mercedes suspension. And with that said, I want to make sure to invite everybody, everybody at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram, on podcast platforms, make sure to drop a review. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher—that's where you could find us. And then on YouTube as well, you could see us on video. Please make sure to stop in, say hello. Jump to Start Racing Podcast. With and that said,
2: comment that you missed me because I'm not there.
1: Oh my god! No, <laughs> no. Nope, nope. He said to comment that we miss him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: <laughs> I'm gonna actively read the comments to see if yeah. that's true. <laughs> so Yancy, yeah, see, how was your weekend, brother? It was good, man. It was okay. good. Uh didn't do much, but I uh, got a lot of work done, which is great. Um and a little bit sad because Sunday there was no race.
1: There was a lot of football though, so that was good.
0: Yeah. And I'm not a big a big football fan, yeah. right here, you know.
1: Ruben, how was yours From the short. great beyond? Too short. Too short. Why do you say that? We didn't even see you. You're having so much fun, you're not even here. I was ghosted the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Yancy are going to make a vase, and you're going to... you're gonna, <laughs> like the movie. Oh, my God. All right, so let's jump into the news. Yancy, if you could... There's a headline here on motorsport.com. Ferrari doesn't see anything wrong with the Mercedes F1 suspension. If you could tell us what that suspension issue
0: is it's not really an issue it's just uh a nice little development that teams do during the f1 season to improve their cars which is what we expect them to do uh the uh if you guys you heard the chirping in the paddock basically the past three or four weeks that red bull was perplexed into how the Mercedes is all of a sudden faster in a straight line. And they were pointing to the engine. Uh, They wanted to know what they did to their engine that was making them so fast. And it wasn't actually their engine, it was their aerodynamics. And what they have done, and teams have used this before, but I guess not to the extent that Mercedes has done so, is that they are able on the straight, as the car picks up speed, their suspension tends to lower the car at the back, in essence, installing the diffuser, which provides little to no drag on the car as it goes through the straights. And as you get, get to the braking zone, as the car turns, the car lifts up again, and voila, the diffuser starts working and you have downforce going through the corners. So that is essentially, in a nutshell, Super simplified, what Mercedes has done. And it's within the rules. Uh There is no uh, there's no appeal to the FIA to check this out or anything like that. And it has given us a better championship fight going into the last five races.
1: So I'm going to ask you, that was the simplified version? Yeah.
0: Wow. So it's, this is F1, bro. What wow. do you think? Nothing in F1 is simple. Okay. Yeah. Can you make it simpler? No. Um, so, so my,
1: so that would explain why sector, what was the sector two in Austin, mm-hmm. they were unbelievable Mercedes. Yes. That would explain why in Turkey they were unbelievable in Turkey.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, even going back to the race before. Even Russia? Yeah. Because they were, they have been quicker in the straight line, uh, and everybody thought it was maybe like an engine upgrade that they brought, but obviously they can't really do much of an upgrade to the engine uh, during the season. Um, and they were suspe- uh, they were suspecting that maybe because they have changed so many engines they did something different to the engine, but it seems to be like that's just uh, reliability problems. So I think it's just that. That's the reason why they are faster in a straight line.
1: Okay. It's so it's not due to the army of engines that Valteri Bottas has gone through. That wasn't testing it. That wasn't trying to push it forward.
0: Valtteri would have won more races. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: <laughs> you're right.
2: So this is the new version of the DAS, I guess.
1: Basically.
0: No, nah, I mean, it's but
1: different.
2: instead of being the steering wheel on the
0: steering, well, it's not. not the...
1: It's not driver controlled though.
0: Yeah, it's something that literally is. Do we know that?
1: Yeah, no, they, they wouldn't be yeah, able to control it. Yeah, do know that. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, I don't think the fight would let them get away with it. Yeah. Take off yeah. the tinfoil hat. <laughs> 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 okay, so
1: on to the next bit of news, sprint races. We have one sprint race, the last one coming up in Brazil, which is the next race coming up actually next week. So next year, they've already, uh, Ross Braun has already commented that they're looking at make it six sprint races, uh, you know, doubling the number from this year, and that they're also looking to start awarding uh, more points throughout the rest of the field. So all the way down through 10th place, they're looking to award one one-third of the la- race distance, one-third of the points. So I guess for first place, instead of 25, it'd be something closer to 10, which isn't exactly one-third, but we're getting to that, and then points all the way down to 10th place. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I don't like it to be up front, actually. I, I don't like it. I think that it would cheapen the actual races themselves.
0: Which is the argument that has been placed all along to the critics of the sprint race system. Now, it could, could it make teams fight more during the sprint race? Because honestly, the sprint races that we've had so far, and we'll see how it goes in Brazil... They've been almost like a parade of cars. Mm, I don't know if I would agree with maybe, that. The, maybe, the, you, you, maybe you'll get like some action in the beginning laps, but then after that, it's just...
1: I thought the one in Monza was actually pretty entertaining. The first one, okay. Silverstone, okay, that was a little parade-y. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. teams weren't I think, gunning for it.
2: I think the the... The spring race is still developing. It's, we still need more time regardless of, you know, what is being said about it. Because I agree with Yancey. like, you know, once the race pretty much starts, it's just a line of cars going through. Like, there's no action. Nobody wants to take risks. Yeah, they have to make it more, I um, guess, awarding to the teams are able to take risks during the, the, the spring, qual- you know, spring qualifying, spring race, whatever you want to call it. But it has to be, I guess, in a matter of, it's pretty much simplified. Like, everything else you' saying, I'm still trying to get my head around they, they don't
0: I just don't think that there's enough of an incentive because right now essentially aside from the top three that finished the sprint race there's not much of an incentive except for track position but in the tracks that they do hold these races track position is not as important
1: I, I don't know I mean to me the incentive would be the same as a qualifying. Like, why do teams go all out during these qualifiers? It's because the track position is important, and it's something that, for example, we've mentioned with Sergio Perez all year. It's so important that it dominates where he's going to be finishing through, you know, on Sunday. So yeah. I think that in and of itself should be the reward, and maybe the conversation should become, okay, do we just drop the traditional qualifying? And figure out a way to order the cars such that come sprint qualifying time, we we have a good order.
0: Yeah, but the main difference is is that if you're fighting for track position, for example, if you have qualifying and then you have a sprint race. During a sprint race, you're fighting wheel to wheel, especially if you have these cars now that, are, you know, quote unquote, will be able to follow each other. If you're taking that risk just for track position, you're taking a risk in wrecking your entire race. As opposed to qualifying where you're just on the track by yourself, mm. all you gotta do is worry about not crashing the car. You got what I'm saying? You can push it to the limit, but you don't have a car right next to you where you can just where you can wreck your entire weekend. I get what
1: you're saying, but um I'm gonna In qualifying, the current qualifying scenarios. I think that what you get a lot of is whatever car is best suited to the track or whatever car is just the best in general dominating qualifying for the season, right? Mm -hmm. So in sprint qualifying, what happens or what has already happened this season is you see drivers that are more talented than the other drivers being able to outperform guys that maybe they should be outperforming even though they have lesser cars. So Mm -hmm. it gives... It gives the drivers a chance to be drivers, and with their skill, move up the I guess the rankings, move up the uh, for a track position, the starting grid yeah, for yeah. the track position. It eliminates that. It introduces the variable of the the driver's skill. I guess is what I'll say.
0: What you're saying. So basically, what you're saying is that 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 it's taking away, um, the performance of the driver as far as determining the grid as. As opposed to the car, because during the sprint race, I would agree with you on that. During the sprint race, it's more due to the car as opposed to the driver. Like you're, you you're saying, say, during
1: qualifying, it's more the car. That's what I'm saying.
0: No, 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 no. Well, I meaning during qualifying, like a traditional qualifying, it could be more up to the driver. I, I think it's the reverse. Really?
1: Yeah, because you've seen Alonso climb up the order during the sprint qualifying, and he has what's noticeably a worse car than the McLarens, the Ferraris, the Mercedes the Red Bulls. So that's Mm -hmm. already eight teams that he would be behind, but he's been able to push the car forward where it wouldn't be starting in the first place.
0: Yeah. But you could also say that, for example, let's look at a Leclerc. Right.
1: Right. That's a good example. Yeah.
0: But during uh, a Leclerc during a regular qualifying, meaning he's, he's proven, or even George Russell, he's proven a better qualifier can get the car up to a certain position. Meaning, but that's qualifying. uh, So you can, you can make the case that that happens both ways
1: yeah but I think it's more because of the battles the potential battles on the track it's more pronounced in the sprint qualifying Mm -hmm. we've seen we've seen because of sprint qualifying we've seen already in what was it Monza that we had such a wonky starting position because of the weather and because of the sprint qualifying I forget the exact order of the starting grid but We ended up having a weird, what was it, the McLarens up front, Carlos Mm -hmm. Sainz. We had George Russell up higher. I don't particularly remember. But my opinion is that it gives the racier drivers a better opportunity than what it would. For example, if you have a Bottas versus a Leclerc. What's that?
2: What it would be like on a traditional qualifying. Mm -hmm.
1: It gives them a better shot, is my opinion.
2: Yes. That's what said too. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, yes he's, yes, he's saying the opposite. He's saying that the drivers matter more in a traditional qualifying. I'm saying the reverse. I'm saying in a sprint qualifying that the driver, because it's a race, there's there's more influence from the driver rather than just my car is much faster, so I'm just going to qualify higher. Yeah. Nah,
0: well, no, because here's the thing. During the race, I think the the qualities of what car you have comes out when you have... A, a, a longer a longer, basically a longer period of time. So, okay. you can you can compare, let's say, the one lap pace of a Ferrari and a McLaren. Let's take Ferrari and a, a Ferrari and McLaren in a certain track. i mm-hmm. say this right, and we've seen them be faster in one track and slower in on on another track. Now, let's say you take Lando Norris versus Charles Leclerc in in their respective cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can you can say, for example, if the, the McLaren is faster on a certain track over time, because we know that the McLaren was faster, let's say, than a track like Monza. Let's just take Monza, for example. Right? And the, the McLaren is clearly faster because it's, it has a f- faster straight line speed. But let's say if you put Leclerc in, in during a one-lap race, you have more of a chance of Leclerc, let's say, a one-lap pace qualifying. You have you have a chance of Leclerc actually beating Norris in that one lap because Leclerc is a better qualifier than Norris. Now, if you put him in a sprint race, we know that Norris will probably win out because he's just in a better car suited for the track. You get what I'm trying to tell you? I
1: mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Yeah, yeah, Um, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to really, off of two sprint quality data sets it's hard to really just be like okay well here here's yeah what it is
0: but i i think that uh, do you have any what would you think as as you know obviously i think the reason why they i my my personal well i think that the reason why they want to award more points to and on the grid is to give them more of an incentive to fight meaning Correct. anywhere from fourth to tenth yeah of course right that is I think we can all agree on that one. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that could add more intrigue or make it more quote unquote spicier to the sprint qualifying format?
1: other than the points, no, I don't see anything.
0: That would make it shorter.
1: Potentially, yeah.
0: So you yeah, if you make it, it shorter where they don't where they have to fight four points and you get more of a point spread up and down, I think that would make it more interesting what okay how about what do you think ruben
2: okay I mean, making it shorter will also force them to push more during the actual qualifying because right now like towards the end is when the tires are going away they, they are pushing but if they know it's shorter time they'll push you know from the get-go even more so that could be a little interesting
0: i say make it shorter r- make them run the the minimum amount of 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 petrol or gas or fuel that they need and put them on the fastest tires. Just let them go balls to the wall and see what happens.
2: Yancy, write that email, Yancy.
1: <laughs> I think if if you make it too short, like there is, we haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but there will come a time in our sprint qualifying future where a pit stop would be part of the strategy.
0: Yeah. I mean, And we've
1: seen it in F2. It's happened.
0: But that's the thing in in this in the current qualifying the sprint qualifying format, they can stop if they want to, but they don't have to. So obviously most teams are going to go with the strategy where they just there's a no stop and just yeah, keep of going because that's what's going to benefit them, and it's only a third of, you know, a a third of a race distance. So, okay. I, I we we gotta see more, but obviously. So Yancy wants to lower it to a quarter
2: of a race
0: instead of a third. You know? Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely.
1: And, yeah, that, I mean that definitely makes sense in some ways too. We
0: put it on the hypersofts and just let them run. <laughs> what? We, we're back to the multiple colors. To pink tires. <laughs>
1: C1s. Yep.
0: <laughs> Is it yeah, the C the C5s are the softest or the C1s? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: my> <laughs> idea. <laughs> Yancy, please don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> do
0: Actually, yeah, the, the C5s are the softest.
1: All right. That's
0: right. All right. keep going.
1: So with that said, I don't know. They want to add three more tracks to what's already there. And I, I don't know.
0: I wonder what other tracks they'll, they'll bring you to.
1: Coda, Yes. That will be great.
0: You got to do it. Coda,
1: Austria. That would be phenomenal. That I feel like that's an obvious choice. Bahrain. Yeah. Bahrain, yeah.
0: Bahrain's yeah. a quick track, man. Just, How's Bahrain, on? <laughs> oh. It's such a long track. It's though. so long, yeah. though. But it does lead to action. I don't know. Okay, we always get good races at Baku. Baku, except for the first one they ever did there. No. Okay.
1: Um. Next news story, not even a news story because we we see the pictures. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, Jeddah, the Jeddah Circuit, right? You've you seen see it on social. Yeah, we've seen on social media how yeah,
0: this is in star wars Ruben. yeah
1: may the force be with may the force be with them so that they could finish we've seen that it has been it will be a challenge to get the track completed and all the amenities done for people to actually go and watch this race in saudi arabia uh right now if you go on social media and you and you've seen even if you if you google search Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, whatever. The the first news result is just, will it be ready on time? And you see just all the construction going on, all the, all the concrete being poured, all the empty structures without anything on the inside, without the glass finished. And this is a race that's four and a half weeks away. What do you guys think? Are we... So there's two things, right? Being able to get fans in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that inside... Actually, you know what? They don't really bend the rules in Saudi Arabia to make things happen, right? That That's a very stand-up country,
0: right? <laughs> I think that's the only way they'll be able to get it done on time.
1: Very stand-up country. Yes. And yes. then number two... Um,
0: Did we talk about this before?
1: The, the track itself. Like, you need to have it paved, you need to have it surfaced yeah. correctly way ahead of time to make yeah. sure that all the oils are out of it so that there's enough grip we went through this last year in Turkey with a little bit of rain; that it was a slip
0: and slide. I might have to get it a little bit, you know, do a little power wash.
1: What do you? Oh. <laughs> oh man! What do you? What do you think, Yancy? Are we gonna
0: Yancy or Ruben? What do you guys think, Ruben? What do you think? You're the one that brought this up. Oh too. man!
2: They better start shipping plane full of construction workers from wherever they get the construction workers from, because obviously we know that in this you know this country, what how they do construction because they don't only need to be working 24 hours. They better not even take bathroom breaks to be able to finish because they have a lot of work to do, man.
0: Dude, I'm a lot at, of work. I'm looking at these pictures right now. That track does not look like it's finished.
1: You Google Saudi Arabia. Gregory. Yeah, it did exactly yeah. what you just did right and now. And you go to, you click news and it'll
0: show you. It won't even be done. The paddock look like it still has rebar on it. <laughs>
2: yeah that's what it looks like it's like it's in the blocks
0: i don't know man we're five weeks out this does not look good uh you think they'll pull it off
1: i think that we are i think they'll pull it off i think i think it won't be 100 100 but i don't think uh i think that the powers that be will make people be quiet about any potential issues
0: Oh, just like it's quiet now. The only reason this is a story is because of social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen any major news stories about this. Not on motorsport, not on autosport. None of, none of the major publications have it. So, I mean. We, we... broke it here first. Breaking news. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. They, I'm pretty. Yeah, they, they're going to have something. Do um, you imagine they can't get this race off?
1: Oh, my God. Stop. Jeez. It'll be a three-week break. I don't even want to imagine that.
0: Yeah. Nah, but I think they'll get it. that'll be back to
2: back.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Please no.
0: <laughs> or we get another Bahrain race, the outer circle. No, all right. So, speaking of Bahrain,
1: there was also rumors that they were going to have a dress code. It wasn't even rumors. It was like, this is what they announced. This is the dress code. They've Where? walked it back. In At Saudi Bar- Arabia. Oh, Not really? Not Bahrain. We're going, that's next year, Bahrain. Okay. Saudi Arabia, I could have sworn I saw an infographic, but now we're back to no um, dress code. Um, originally, I think it was something like uh, long, flowy, like uh, shirt, long sleeve shirts for like women, uh, and then you could wear like linen pants or like long pants. Mm-hmm. And And the tagline was, or the reason for that was, it'll protect you from the sun
0: yeah okay i right.
1: mean i to be i mean i'd want to be protected from the sun but now they're saying that there's not going to be any dress code whatsoever that it was a rumor
0: etc so more
2: to business Castro?
0: so for all right so i'll tell you what the wwe recently had a big pay-per-view in in, in uh i don't know if it was riyadh or Jeddah, but it was in saudi arabia and i think this was the second time that they allowed their female performers to have a match. But usually if you watch uh, sports entertainment or wrestling, um, the females usually have like scantily clad clothing or very little clothing. And a lot of that is due obviously because it's easier for them to perform. Um, During that pay-per-view, obviously the, the females had their long pants on. They had, they had a tighter shirt, which had to be long sleeve, but then they had to have a loose T-shirt for them to perform. So I, I is that what they're trying to... That was WWE? That was WWE. How the heck do you do like a,
1: <coughs> like a suplex in that? Like but that? that's just
0: know. the female performers. And the men were the just... The men
1: were just... Whatever. Whatever. In their tighty-whities. Uh, yeah. whatever. Okay, well. Yeah.
0: And they're what they call... Yeah, they're tights. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're white, but. Uh, Yeah. All right. We don't want to see. Well, I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, I don't get why they would.
1: I mean, we'll see. They they walked it back, so obviously there's no issue now going forward. But mm-hmm. we'll see if they for now. For now, we'll see if they change their mind again.
0: I mean, you don't see this in any other any other Arabic country in the Middle East. So I don't even know why that would be an issue. That's but. a that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, you don't see it in Bahrain, you don't see it in in Abu Dhabi. So mm. you know, why would Ruben? We... Any thoughts?
1: Other than you get to see your girlfriend Angela calling. <laughs> you <know, I'm>
0: thinking <laughs> What are you thinking, Ruben?
2: No, I'm thinking like the, do we do we see it from you know are we gonna is, that, is, is something similar going to happen in like, Qatar or whatever Qatar? You know? Yeah, maybe. Hasn't been in the news. Who knows? But I don't think it's been a focal point before, maybe because I don't know it's just
0: well, I mean it's like I, I think it's like I mentioned before it'll definitely if something it'll definitely bring attention to the issue and then uh we'll see what happens from there.
1: All right, that does it for news on our end. so that means that we're jumping into the race preview, Mexican Grand Prix. Start us off with trivia, Ruben. Da, 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 da. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: so trivia's a little weird because obviously we are you know Formula One fans, but we haven't been we cannot go back. Well at least all of us. Yeah, all three of us, I could say. I go back too 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 far because obviously I'm the oldest one. I'm Maybe I'm prehistoric can. compared to these guys. So
0: pretty sure you can.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just, just I I said I'm, I'm prehistoric compared to you guys, you know.
0: You're the tyrannous.
2: But let's, let's let's go. I got a couple of couple of easy questions for you guys for you guys to try to guess or maybe maybe uh you know, have the right answer. Let's go. Uh right, let's go over the first one. Uh name the driver who won the 2016 Mexican Grand Prix with a swearing section of the radio. Sebastian
0: Vettel.
1: Yeah, yeah and he got it. Oh, shit.
0: He was mad. What was you know the what, question? What was it a swearing about? section? Yeah, yeah. He, he basically went on a tirade over the radio, cursing out Charlie Whiting. Why? He was mad at Max. Yep. <laughs> he was mad at Max because there was... Oh, th- I'll give you a brief history okay, yes. on that. The reason why was that at this point, uh, a lot of drivers were complaining about Max moving in the braking zone, so he couldn't do a double move. And Max yes. Verstappen seemed to do that a lot. And um, obviously, Vettel was fighting for, for a position. He was trying to overtake Max Verstappen. He moved in the breaking zone. They didn't give him a penalty. And then, mm. yeah, the, the chaos ensued. Mm. And, and Sebastian Vettel went off. Mm.
2: But off hard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I, I don't. I think it was uh, mainly was also not only the, the breaking, break you know, moving on the breaking. Also, I think he overtook Vettel for third place by cutting a corner. Wow. And mm-hmm. the penalty didn't come out to like the end of the race. And I think because of Bettles the way he behaved, he also got penalized. So it was Ricardo that was actually finished fifth that was in the podium for third place. Wow.
1: Oh my
0: God. <laughs>
1: wow. Next question.
2: Next question. Thank you, Walsh. Uh <laughs> name the driver whose race was cut short on 2018 due to engine failure. And after the race said, he's done with this car. I'll let Gasly drive it.
1: That's uh Daniel Ricardo. Damn it.
2: Yep. Yeah. And that was made that, that day actually made his eighth retirement DNF of the, of the season. season.
1: Yeah. And he had DNF Com- the end of the race before him, Austin.
2: Complaining about, a engine manufacturer that he was going to go race for. Who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that is that, that's a se- that that was a season that Danny Ricardo had a ton of DNFs. The season before that, mm-hmm. Max Verstappen had a ton of DNFs also. So it, it, that's why you can never really compare how they did head to head because there was one season where Max Verstappen was just like, DNFing all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the well, next season, it was Daniel Ricciardo DNFing all the time. And it was because of the uh, Renault engine. Mm. The
2: reliability, no, but what I said towards the ANC, uh the head to head battles have to be compared depending on how which way the team went on setting up the car for each driver. Pretty much we're seeing it now with Sergio Paris. Throughout the whole season, his car was being set up similar to Max. They went a different way, and Sergio's Paris performance has skyrocketed. You could
1: say them. You know? Yeah, man, that's something I that will never be able to tell. That's a good point. Exactly, Publicly public know yeah. Good point. Maybe. Wow. All right, next question. Name
2: the only the only back to back winner at the Mexican Grand Prix.
0: Max Verstappen.
2: Yes, sir. You got it right.
1: Yeah, twenty. There <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. <laughs>
0: Was it 20, 2018, 2019?
2: Uh, nope, 17 and 18. 17 and 18,
0: okay. wow. The only
2: back-to-back ever, by the way. Not just now, you
0: know. Yeah, because we didn't but, race. Obviously, we didn't race. If he wins 19. now,
1: would it be back-to-back? No, I don't think he won in 19. No,
2: because he got 17, 18, 19. No, because Hamilton. Lewis
0: won, won in
1: 19,
2: right? Yes. Yeah. Lewis won 19 and 16.
1: There you go. Okay.
2: 15 was won by Nico Rosberg. Wow.
1: Wow. Is that it for questions? That's
2: it. That's it. That's it. Three okay. Questions. Right. History
1: time. Let's do it. Go.
2: History now. So, just there's a big history. you uh,
1: back to the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That applies here. Yeah. Let's do it.
2: So, there's um, there's a big history um related to the Mexican Grand Prix going back to. The first event was held in 1962, even though it was not it was not counted as a you would say as part of the uh, championship. It was it was later into 1963 when it was made part of the championship series of of Formula One. Uh, Big highlight is in 1970 uh, they ran into uh, crowd control issues. There was an estimate of over 200,000 people there, and they could not keep people off the track where Jackie Stewart and a couple of drivers did laps around slowly. just to tell people to stay off the track.
0: Jeez. That's so dangerous. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, After 1970, it will be 16 years to the next Mexican Grand Prix. You know, it's been on off for, you know, a bunch of times. Um, It was now, you know, developing with a name change. It was now called the Edmundo Rodriguez, you know, I'll my mom, Rodriguez. I'm sorry. I botched the name, you know, the way saying it. What was the original uh,
1: name of the place?
2: I did not write it down. There was a okay. different name, but it was pretty much in a, it was in a similar area. Like the, the area itself, it was uh the original place was a little bit outside of Mexico city until it was brought here in 1986 to where it is now. Um, in 1986, it was a surprise, obvious as well to have it. It was um, a year after Mexico suffered a, a devastating earthquake, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the track still faced a lot of safety issues due to uneven surface. And there was a where where Photosol is out now, or the the stadium area that was a 180 degree turn before it was called Peraltada. Don't know what that name mean. means, but it was a you know pretty much a very dangerous, um, very on dangerous track. part of the track. Yeah, it was it was held there on and off about. Three more Grand Prix after night after nineteen eighty six. You know there were some years that was back to back, and then it was it would skip some years.
0: Basically, the Hockenheim of of, uh, of South America, in a lot of ways, yeah. yeah.
2: It wasn't until twenty fifteen, with the support of billionaire Carlos Slim, that he came back after being absent for twenty three years. Bang. Now I'm bringing us the redesigned stadium section to take place of that dangerous turn, and. It's actually pretty much, you would say, the the loudest part of the track as well when it comes to to the fans' integration. I've, I've watched a race from there, and it's pretty much also the most fun you could have in a, that i had so far in a racetrack.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: Uh, highlights is uh, the Michigan Grand Prix has been home. It was home to send us a 100th Grand Prix in 1990. It was home to Alonso's 2050 race start in 2015, and in 1982 was uh, Michael Schumacher's first podium. It was a uh, third place for Benetton. We got the most wins by a driver, Jim Clark, with three, followed by a four-way tie with two wins apiece. Alan Prost, Nigel Manso, Masper and Lewis Hamilton. Oh, wow. Yep. Most win by construction, Lotus with four. Wow. Followed by a three-way tie, another tie, for uh, McLaren, Williams, and Mercedes. Uh, Ferrari and Rebel could join that list of the, you know, the tie for second, because then right now there are two wins apiece. So if you know Rebel wins so Ferrari this weekend, they could join that list of the constructor with
0: you Probably know, Red Bull. Three,
2: three wins. Uh most wins by engine manufacturers, are Honda followed by a Honda with i I'm sorry, followed by a three-way tie again with an um, engine manufacturer that I never heard of before it's called Climax for Mercedes. Another highlight is the highest altitude race with 2,240 meters above sea level. That's about 7,500 feet. The next highest on the calendar is Brazil with 765. Why did I miss well? Well, so what did I miss? Uh,
1: in 2017 and 2018, Lewis Hamilton won the championship there. He secured the championship win there for WDC. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got.
0: In both years?
1: Both years, 17 and 18, back to back, he secured them there.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, 19 because Mexico was before. uh it was after. Mexico, or, no, before, you're right. Before, before. Yeah. He landed the Champlain the yeah. in Coda.
1: In Coda, yep. Boom. Predictions. Who's
0: we'll
1: first? I'll go first. I think it'll be qualifying. I think it'll be Max Perez. And no, you know what? Max, Hamilton, and Perez. And then the race it'll be Max, Perez, and Hamilton. Fourth and fifth? Fourth and fifth. I've got mm. two tickets to Parrot. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, Eddie Money. <laughs> okay, hey, Eddie Money.
1: No, I think it'll be fourth. I think will be Terry Boras. And then fifth will be Charles Leclerc.
0: Boom. Ooh. By you, Ruben.
2: Uh, qualifying with Max, followed by Lewis. Sorry, and uh, I, I don't. I don't think Paris will, will, will get up there. I say Bottas. Bottas has always been good on this track, especially that lap that he was having when he crashed. I believe twenty nineteen or eighteen. I'm not hundred percent sure which 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 of the two years, but he he crashed at the last. You can say the last turn. So I go that. Those are my prediction for for qualifying is uh, Max, Lewis, Bottas uh, for the race win. Will be Max Verstappen, followed by Lewis. Uh, third place, uh, I say both. Just just like qualifying. Uh, Fourth from three will be Paris. I don't. I don't want to say Leclerc. Science.
0: <laughs> hmm. hmm. I think uh, Mercedes is going to suffer this weekend. Why? Because of the high altitude engines tend to overheat. They You think uh, that's still a problem? Yeah. It's definitely still a problem and they, and they and they have a less reliability this season. As we can see with
2: uh, well, the car drops.
0: The no. Valtteri Bolt does go hunts point all the time <laughs> for getting new engines.
2: Answer, but remember the car drops now.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean it is a trek that's suited to them as far as straight line speed. But I'm still going to... I mean, but Red Bull runs here really well. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, it'll be uh, Verstappen, Paris. I would have liked it to be Paris and Verstappen, but they're not going to the, let... They tea, do, tea that's orders, not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Verstappen, Paris, Hamilton.
2: Paris winning here.
0: The oh place would erupt. You. It, it, would, be, it would be like a be volcano like Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um and then fourth and fifth, I say Botas fourth, fifth, Leclerc. Very good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So if Max wins, if if we're getting fastest lap, right? If Max wins, that's twenty-five. Second place is eighteen. And if we're saying that Hamilton gets third, right, with fifteen points. That adds ten points. That makes it a twenty-two and a half point no twenty-two point lead for the Jeez. championship.
2: That is Heading into Brazil. Heading exactly. into
1: Brazil, which is the, I believe, the third highest track on the calendar. It's not looking good. It would it would take a DNF to claw back that many points.
0: I'll tell you what, to me it's it's looking like what? This season has panned out to be where the Red Bull is a better car. Max Verstappen has been the better driver. I think if it wasn't because of these unfortunate circumstances that we talked about previously, the DNF in Baku, the accidents with Hamilton and Monza and and Silverstone, I think Max would definitely have a more comfortable lead this season.
1: Um,
0: But. You're going up against Lewis Hamilton. And if Lewis Hamilton is this close, uh, obviously things can happen and turn into, you know, when we've seen it before, turn uh, in Mercedes' favor. But right now what we're seeing and what we think was going to happen to Mexico is how the season has panned out. I think the Red Bull has been slightly better than the Mercedes this entire season.
2: Well, what do you see a, a
1: DNF from from Max? Where do I? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say there. Uh,
2: hey, but, could we could be Jenna? Jenna, whatever. What
1: if what, what if in in another multiverse, right? Multiverse. What if what if Ocon <laughs> crashes into Verstappen again in Brazil? Exactly.
2: That's
0: not what, that's in Brazil,
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude max would kill him like literally kill him
0: yeah it'll be an all-out brawl
1: yeah i don't think it'll be a brawl i think it'll be a beatdown (laughs)
0: that's why i said brazil
1: again i mean i thought you said Jeddah.
2: no no i said could it be brazil could it be Jeddah?
0: Jeddah because of the you know so if you say
1: every track it could it be brazil could it be Jeddah? could it be saudi arabia could
0: then you're like oh i said this one i think it'll be the one that you didn't mention was qatar
1: (laughs) (laughs) qatar (laughs) All right, boys, anything else uh before we wrap it up?
0: Back to Formula One race. We got, what it's do race we have? Week. Uh, we race have
1: week. Three three races in a row? Three races in a row. It's a triple header. Mexico, Brazil, and then uh maybe. No, no. Uh yeah, maybe Saudi Arabia. No, I'm wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> Qatar, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, it's it's Qatar, it's Mexico, Brazil, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. On the fifth of December, and then Abu Dhabi on the twelfth of December.
0: Damn, we're going into late Dece- mid December. We did last year too. Yeah, but that was different because we had then wasn't last year there was a delay. Wait, No, well there was a yeah, delay to start. Was a delay to start. Yeah,
1: it was nice because I got a nice birthday present at the end of the year. Got to watch an F one race. It was nice. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we and Whee. on that note. This is why you guys are not my closest friends, by the way. <laughs> so, on so that then note. So, why do
0: you keep lying to the public and say that we are? I won't
1: anymore. Huh? I won't anymore. You At Jump You're to Start F1 to on Instagram and Twitter. Guys, make sure to drop a review. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Hello. uh, hello. Thumbs up. Subscribe. Drop a comment. Say hello. At Jump to Start F1. See you guys later.
2: This is no man's land. Peace!